If there's one thing I know for sure, it's that I'm going to say a little bit too much. This is Oversharing with me, Erica Shea. What's going on? It's so good to be back doing the pod again. I really didn't realize how much I missed it, but I'm just so happy that I've gotten so many nice messages from all of you and that anyone is listening still because I know taking a break can make people kind of forget about it, but... Thank you for listening. As always, it means the world to me. And in real oversharing fashion today, we're going to do a little um, dating update because I think I allude, actually probably not on the last podcast, but if you listen to the radio show that I do, E. White and Erica in the mornings, if you ever want to find it on the iHeartRadio app, it's on 97.1 ZHT, just putting that out there. But um, we talked a lot about how I had a date on Friday night and... That was cool and all because it was my first date in Salt Lake City. But yeah, it um, was not the guy. We'll put it that way. He was a guy I met on Hinge and we had a couple of things in common. But but in reality, if, like, if I'm being totally honest with myself, we really didn't have that much in common. And the thing we had in common was that he had lived in my hometown at one point. And so I thought like whatever, we'll be able to make plenty of conversation. It'll be so easy. And um. It was easy enough because I am a chatty person and can pretty much talk to anyone. But let me just put it this way. And it was not the best use of my Friday night. <laughs> I came home. Uh, the date was at 630. We had two beers. He did not pay. So there's that. And I ended up coming home and watching the comedy special on Netflix, 37 and single. Not sure I would like totally recommend that as a post date cure. But it was funny and, you know, I needed to kind of sulk because I needed for it to be okay that I was mad that it was a bad date. And so I did that and I ordered ramen and I drank some wine and it was it was ended up being a fine night because I don't have that many friends here. So like what would I have been doing anyway? But all that to say, I wanted to kind of refresh. I don't even know the last time we did a full podcast of just me talking about dating stuff. I think it's been kind of a while. So I have some new sort of philosophies, if you will, and I just wanted to refresh those today with you guys since it's kind of top of mind right now and I am starting to get back into dating after quite a while of not dating at all. And the first thing is updating your profile to be maybe a little more authentic. Obviously, this is only for online dating, which kind of feels like the only way we date ever anymore. Is anyone feel like that? Like there is no real life meeting. And that's what it's felt like. And I'm over it. <laughs> I'm so over the apps. But in the same sense, I am ready to date. So that's why I'm on them. And something that actually my friend Alana, who has that podcast Seeing Other People, and she's been on this podcast, and I've been on hers a couple times now. She and I were on the phone because I was talking about how hard it is out here. I just don't really feel like I'm the kind of girl that the kind of guys who moved to Salt Lake want to date. And I was like, I just like am so over these guys that are so into the mountain. Like I think they would literally marry the mountain if they wanted. And like, I'm just not that girl. I'm not going to spend every single weekend skiing or snowboarding or rock climbing or whatever. And she was like, put something about that in your profile. So I now have in my profile, I'll actually just pull it up. One of my prompts on Hinge says... Like, I know you're the one or I'll know where it's meant to be if. Oh, it says the way to win me over is accepting that I'm not going to join you rock climbing or snowboarding. I am learning to ski this year, but meeting me for a drink when you're done. Because what better way for me to be like, look, I'm totally cool with you doing that as long as like 
you don't expect me to always be doing it. I think that was the best way for me to put that out there. And let me tell you, that very authentic, very honest approach to the dating apps has totally led to some likes. Like, guys will comment and be like, oh, I hope it's okay if I love to snowboard or whatever. And I'm like, totally. But then it just starts a conversation, right? And then also there's guys who are like, oh my gosh, this is so refreshing, which was the point that maybe it would be refreshing to meet a girl who isn't just trying to play to what the guys want. Um, And that was the other reason that I put it on there and wanted to talk to you guys about it is like my dating apps now are so honest because I want to make sure that I'm not just trying to get a guy to like me. I want to make sure that if they want to go on a date with me, it's because they want to go on a date with me and not some like version of me that I've put out there, right? So that has been working. And I also have updated my photos a little bit because I noticed that they were just a little bit old, like they were from last summer. And I just prefer to have stuff that's more recent than that. Some of them are still from last summer. I looked great last summer, okay? (laughs) But I also have a photo of me with no makeup on in one of them. And I... I am not usually that girl, but so many of them also had like me done up a bit that I just wanted to make sure that there was a mix. So I think I have a good little diversity of photos. And my, you know, what's funny, my hinge and my bumble photos are different. And that's not really by design. I'm just kind of curious if that means anything. Um, I do think that my hinge photos actually need to be updated. My bumble photos are a little more representative of me. So this is just your maybe annual reminder. It's about to be fall, which means it's about to be cuffing season. And I'm so over the word cuffing season. But this is your reminder to go on your apps and refresh photos, refresh prompts, and make sure that what you're putting out there is fully, fully you. Don't put something out there because you're trying to attract a guy. Put something out there because you're trying to attract a guy who's going to like you. Um, My second thing that I want to talk to you about Oh, is keeping some things private in your conversations on dating apps. I don't love a ton of chatter back and forth. I think I've talked about this before. I think it can lead to like really unrealistic expectations when you're going to meet. So that guy that I went out this last week, we hadn't talked a ton before and it was refreshing. Like that was a great part of that date Um, because then you don't know so much that once you get in person, you're like, I feel like I know you, but I don't know you. And then I feel like we're supposed to have chemistry. But what if there's not chemistry once you get in person? Like, That complicates things. And I'm not the best at like shutting down chit chat before. So I do tend to talk a little more than I'd prefer before a date. But when they start to ask too much about like personal information, I actually prefer to keep some of that private, especially with what I do. I don't on my profile. It no longer says um, what I do for a living. It now just says I heart media because I don't like the idea that someone could search my first name and like a and like a, I mean they could search Erica and I heard media and I'd probably come up but I don't want them to be like searching the station and then watching all my TikToks and watching all my videos and watching all the station videos before we actually even meet and have a date right like that feels super weird to me and like I lose a sense of my own privacy and then I lose a sense of like being able to talk to them about what I do instead they've already created this I guess, assumption about what I do. And that's what I avoid. But I think that that's applicable to anyone dating right now. Like you don't have to be me who has a very weirdly public facing job in order for that to be important. I think it's great to keep some things to yourself until you actually meet someone. Um, 
I'm trying to think of other things. Like, obviously, work is a big one. I think no one needs to put, like, their company. Maybe I should just, I don't know. I'm at a, a loss of, like, if I should just put iHeart or media or entertainment or radio, you know, because I just, like, want a, a little bit of anonymity. But I don't think you should ever feel like you have to put your company or your exact kind of job title and, like, the area of town you live in. Like, feel free to not be like, oh, yeah, I live on the corner of A, B, and C, D. Um, just, it's like safety, but it's also like having something that you aren't sharing with everyone that you come across. So I know it sounds silly, but I do think it's okay to keep some things private. And obviously, um, anything like personal in your personal life, you don't have to share about, you don't have to talk about things, even if they ask you questions about it. One guy asked me what my tattoo stood for. And I didn't give the full story. I just said like, oh, I got it with my best friend and it's a Taylor Swift reference. I wasn't like, oh, it's this lyric from this Taylor Swift song and my best friend and I got it for this because I was going through this. Like, that's not their information to know now. That's something that if I like them and we continue to see each other, yeah, sure, I'm happy to offer up. So just think of the things that you want to keep personal and maybe plan on, like have an idea of them before you even start talking to people. Because if it comes up... And then you regret telling them something personal. I don't know. I think it's okay to, first of all, have a little mystery. Isn't that like a whole thing? I'm like the least mysterious person in the world. But have a little mystery and then also have things that you know you want to talk about later on and that you don't necessarily want to dive into right away. So I think it's important. And lastly, thinking about how my date was not awesome on Friday. Can I just say this? He was a super nice guy. There's nothing wrong with him. It was what was wrong with the fact that we had absolutely no chemistry and that that's fine. Like that happens. It does. I felt bummed after because oh, I won't get into the whole thing, but you know, you start to, sorry, not everyone does. I have started to feel a lot of pressure on my age and on dating. And so I think realizing it was like another really not good date, like not even like the hope of a second date. I walked out of there being like, that was that. In a way, it bummed me out because I'm like, I miss feeling hope for these things. It's been a long time since I have. So um, there was nothing wrong with him, but he did not even offer to pay for my drinks. And I know that like men do not have to pay for every first date. I get it. I don't know. I think I just would have preferred. I would have liked if he had offered and I had said no. I also like walked in after him. So I walked up to the bar and got my drink and like the first one totally fine. But then we got went to the bar and got second drinks together and he still didn't offer to pay for that one. So it was a little weird. And then also just a note to any men listening. I know there's very few of you, but you're out there. If a, if you're on a date with a woman and she is going to Uber home and you're going to walk home, wait until her Uber arrives to leave. My Uber was like three minutes away and he's like, all right, well, I'm this way and like hugged me and left. And I was like, "Okay." And then what was even weirder is that he proceeded to text me the next morning. And I'm like, buddy, didn't we make it very clear that that we're not doing this? Okay, so. Yeah, just kind of a rough one. But how do you move on after that? Right. I'm not going to lie. I kind of recommend sulking for like 12 hours. I let myself eat that ramen and watch that kind of depressing comedy special, although it was very funny. You should totally watch it. Um, it's that guy, Jared, I don't remember his last name, starts with an F. Um, and he talks about being 37 and single and it's really funny, but I watched that 
I think I watched another rom-com after, like turned one on. I drank a little wine. I texted my friends about how I was bummed. I talked to my sisters and I slept it off. And then I think you just kind of have to make the choice to move on. And the great news is I went on that date knowing I was like, I really need to rip the bandaid off. I haven't been on a first date since April. Like it's really been, it's been some time. And so I went and it wasn't good. But I swear, you guys, that like mojo, it really is a thing that comes and goes because I have now been asked out on three dates this week, like for this week. I don't know if I'm going on all of them. I'm definitely going to go on at least one of them since that date. It was like on Saturday, everyone on the dating apps was like, gosh, we should really talk to that girl. That Erica girl looks interesting. So who knows what's going to come of it? They all could cancel. They all could follow up. I don't really know. But it is a little fascinating that I swear it is mojo. Like I needed to just bite the bullet and go on one date because now I feel a little more open to going on dates here. I feel less scared about it. I feel like I know what I'm getting myself into. I'm kind of shaking out the kinks of not having been on a date in a while. And it's good. It's good. So if you are feeling like, oh my gosh, I haven't been on a date in like a year or whatever it is, just go on one. Find someone who's low stakes. I kind of knew this guy was low stakes, right? Like I was like, yeah, he's cute. And like, you know, we had that one thing in common. And I knew that I would be able to hold a conversation with him. So I just I just was like, let's rip the bandaid off. And I it did what it was supposed to do. So I will keep you posted Or maybe I won't. If anything gets like, if anything's like really good right away, I usually won't talk about it because I don't want to put it out there until um, I know I maybe won't get played a fool. Although, guess what? I always continue to get played a fool. So I don't know. But I'll keep you posted on if I go on these other dates and if any of them are any good. I hope so badly that I do go on like two of the three and that at least one is second date material. Because your girl could use a second date. I just like love having crushes and I love having hope and feelings for people. And I have not been feeling that literally, you guys. I have not had like a real, well, I have this like one crush, but I just like have a crush on this guy that like nothing's ever going to happen with. So that's like the fun. If you follow Tinks, she talks about crush lists. He's on my crush list. But, um, Aside from that, I have not had like feelings for anyone since May when I broke things off with the last person I dated. So, you know, go on the date, rip the bandaid off, do all the things. And also, lastly, I'll leave you on this. I've been feeling like very not good in my appearance lately. Um, I've been under a lot of stress, obviously, with the move and a new job and things like that. And I think, oh my gosh, I haven't talked about this. I think I'm like losing my hair Like my hair's been kind of falling out and breaking and it's been sort of an ongoing thing and I don't really know what's going on. Um, I'm taking, I just recently started taking all the, all the hair supplements and, and doing something to help it is what I'm saying. So like, don't worry about it, but I just like, haven't been feeling hot (laughs) and, um, I haven't been like feeling great in my body and feeling great about how I look. And I think that was part of why I was so nervous to go on this date. But I promise you, just find that one outfit for first dates that makes you feel good. Put it on every single time you go on a first date. Do your hair and makeup how you're most comfortable and how you feel pretty. Like, don't worry about the male gaze 
Worry about like what makes you feel good because confidence is all that really matters at the end of the day. So wear something that you feel confident in and put on like makeup that you feel good in or don't wear makeup, by the way. If you don't wear makeup, that's totally fine. But I just want to encourage you like I know it can be hard to put yourself out there when you're not really feeling yourself. Um, And if it makes you feel better, like I'm right there with you. I do not feel my best right now. And this is not me asking you to DM me and be like, but you look great. Like, that's cool. I'm sure I look fine. But when you're lacking confidence, it's obvious. And I think I was lacking a little bit of confidence on this date on Friday. And that's probably part of why there was no chemistry, because when I'm not feeling it, like there's no way we're going to feel it. So just a little tidbit there. Find that perfect first date outfit. Make sure you're comfy and confident in it. Rip the Band-Aid off. (laughs) Be honest in your profiles. What was the other one? Oh, and hold something in on your own so that you can confidently talk about it on the first date. Okay, that was my whole spiel. I love you guys very much. I hope you have the best, best week ever. And DM me if you need any like pep talks before a date. I totally got you. I can pep talk other people. I just can't pep talk myself as well, okay? All right. Thanks for sharing with me. I love you so much. I will talk to you next Tuesday.